0: Fresh, if I had to come back here and get you, you know what it is. Don't play
1: that Yes, sir, I hear you. You won't have to come back. There'll be no problem. What about you, Frank? Do you need anything? Where's my money? Let's talk, gave you the package. you spoke supposed to handing me my money. Here's a jar right here, 20%. Oh, you got the jar? That's right. <laughs> get the fuck out of
0: here,
2: Frank. Oh, what you going to do? What the fuck you going to do? Huh? What you doing? You going to shoot me in front of everybody? Huh? Come on. Ow!
0: So what was I saying? All right, well, then I'll start right now. Welcome to this week's episode of Midweek Matinee. I was going to say the number, but I completely don't know what number we're on. 31. 31. We
2: don't number these, okay? Don't go So It doesn't matter, sure. You're
0: right. I didn't even think about that. It's episode 32.
2: Yeah, it's where the names don't matter and the the number's made up.
0: (laughs) Welcome to episode 32 of Midweek Matinee. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> jokes on you bitch it was 31 ah, no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we are
0: discussing the Denzel Washington classic American gangster
2: as part of from Denzel 2007
0: month. I believe as part of Denzel month very good thank you it was also um, the one we watched was the extended version I should have announced it last week but I did not even know there was an extended version of this movie at the time
2: I didn't so, know that there was an XX extended version of this movie. surprised, <laughs> if you know what I mean. We are the only three people that know what you mean. Do you think that all of the extended <laughs> scenes were just where they had the naked women cutting all the coke?
1: Yeah. I, or the
2: heroin, rather? I don't know, because it's 30 minutes difference. Yeah. So I bet those
0: were extra, but I think there's got to be some other stuff, too. I am interested to
2: see what all was added. Do you think the behind-the-scenes of that was, yo, guys, look, I'm trying to get more naked bitches in this movie, but if I end up only adding 20 minutes of the movie of naked bitches, they're going to look at me weird. But if I add 30 <laughs> minutes to where it's two-thirds naked bitches but one-third story exposition, we'll be good to go. <laughs> I don't know, it's a pretty long movie. I don't know, that'd be two thirds. It's like one eighth. Well, two thirds of the edition, you right, right? If it was oh god gotcha, gotcha. if it was gonna be twenty minutes of naked bitches as opposed to thirty minutes, but then It'd you, weird, you yeah. bump it up to thirty so that you get one third of exposition. Absolutely.
1: There you go. You've made compelling points, I think.
2: <laughs> I have. If I ever make my own movie, that's exactly mm-hmm. how I'm gonna do it. If it does well enough to get an extended version just all naked women. It's just gonna be twenty minutes added of naked women. Cutting coke, cutting feel, coke. Regardless like, of the rest of the movie, what it's it, about. It's, yeah, it's going to be a movie about a high and me school three. janitor.
0: <laughs> Marley's just walking around watching women cut coke. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would. Yeah, hey, I would too. <laughs> so I was just going to say I don't know if everyone has seen this before. I had personally believed that I had not seen this before, but rewatching the it, that you did. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure I have because I remembered a lot of this movie like I didn't remember like what was coming up so it wasn't spoiled I guess but as it happened I was like oh okay this is like ringing a slight bell I guess what about you Brett had you ever seen this movie before?
2: No, I hadn't. But the weird thing is, is that every time that I look up, I just think of Denzel and all of his times of saying my whatever word he chooses to say for the movie. (laughs) So I've used, uh, I've used uh, gifts from this movie many times uh, and didn't realize it was from this movie. Yeah, same. so yeah, I'd never seen it. Uh not typically like you know, one of the things I've kind of got I've realized is that I don't typically watch a lot of mob movies, but I noticed that's something that you really like. So most of the ones I've watched have been as a result of being on the show. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so I mean, not to say that I wouldn't have eventually maybe ended up watching it, but it's just I don't know that I have any influence in my life outside of you that sure. has that big of a love for the whole the mob movie. Kind yeah. of thing. Or you at least like one of movies,
0: but you don't seek them out.
2: Basically, yeah. Like every time I watch them, I'm like, oh, this <clears> is <throat> like, I enjoy this. And there's a lot of things to like about them, but they are a big time commitment. Because one of the things that kind of, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about it when we were watching it uh, and Chris started it, he was mentioning that it was three hours, which I know it's partially because of the extended edition, but even then, it's a two and a half hour movie otherwise. And right. one of the things that just kind of comes with these types of movies seems to be length. And when you think about the way these movies are done, there's a lot of small detail and setup and payoff that they aim for. And I I guess that naturally you can't do that without having the runtime to be able to set up and pay everything off adequately. So I think it's just kind of a – I don't know that people make the Mafia movies long on purpose so much as they're inherently going to be long due to the basic nature of what you'd expect to see from something like this.
0: Sure. You know you don't wanna I guess make a movie where someone's already on top, so you have to do the rise. Or if they are on top, you have to do the fall. Or sure. both, obviously. So yeah, I think, know, it takes I think time most either movies,
2: way. Yeah, I think most movies do both, right? Like <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong, but I really doubt that there is a mob movie out there where all you see is the rise of the mobster and then nothing else happens. (laughs) Because is that really is it compelling? I mean it's kind of compelling, but think about Scarface, like right, as soon as he starts doing well, the movie just ends. (laughs) I don't know if it would have been a classic, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it definitely wouldn't have stood up. And I think a lot of the themes, especially of Scarface, wouldn't have been there without the downfall. So it would have just been like, Oh, this guy's really Kind of an asshole. Well, it
1: doesn't get what's coming to him at all. <laughs> well, I kind of disagree with you guys in a way where, like, if I think if Scarface had ended and Tony blows up that car, and then it kind of just he continues on like that path, I feel like that's almost a little bit of a darker ending. Where, like, I'm not necessarily saying it would be as good. It obviously wouldn't. That ending is iconic, but it could be super interesting as like a. Yeah, the bad guys sometimes win kind of movie, which that is one thing you never see.
2: That is true. I mean, yeah, that is weird because these, well, I mean, Once Upon a Time in America kind of is an interesting example of kind of a rise and fall but it's almost like the fall isn't as important to the movie as it is the actual group of friends and the things that they're doing within each other so it's a very different take on this type of movie while still being the same type of movie so i get what you mean though is that you could subvert expectations naturally just by going in and having someone go out on top and then not only do you have the air of sometimes the bad guys do win but you also have the air of being the person knowing that if he continues down this lifestyle, it's going to get worse and worse and worse until he eventually does fall. So it's almost like it's leaving you in limbo of like, well, what happens next? Because, yeah. Oh. But you know what would be really ballsy about that move? I would really respect it as long as there was never an intention for a follow up, no matter how mm. well the movie did. Like the movie will always only be. Again, if we're going to use Scarface just as an example, the movie will only always be Tony rising to power, blowing up that car, and then bam, that's the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It could be interesting,
0: for sure. And you know, like you said, Chris, the ending of Scarface, not to harp too long on a movie we've already covered, but is very iconic. But if it had never happened, then we wouldn't know. You know what I mean? You know, if they were to go change it now, I think it would be a much bigger deal. But if it came out and he was on top, it could still be just as iconic of an ending in a different way.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, this is your first time seeing it, bro. What did you think overall?
2: I enjoyed it. Um, You know, one of the things that I have not been disappointed by with the idea of covering um, Denzel month, you know, is that there are a few actors out there that I feel like no matter what the movie that they're in is in terms of quality, their part in it is never bad. Like, they're always at least bare minimum entertaining, if not just downright good, even if the rest Mm -hmm. of the movie around them is bad. This case is not that, but... Denzel's just so fun to watch. And yeah. it's kind of interesting watching a movie after watching Training Day that's kind of like an inverse, where it's like, it's weird because Alonzo's clearly not hands clean, but he is the narcotics agents that in this movie we're seeing Denzel help take down. Right. right. So seeing those back, like really close to each other, was just kind of interesting. Yeah, for uh, sure. But I really did enjoy the movie. Um, I think it's also something interesting about watching a movie about the mob because so much of the mob, like one of the, and again, I'm not as, you know, up to date on a lot of these movies. So this may be more of a common thing than I'm, than I am aware of personally. But, you know, a lot of the times when you see mob movies, it's typically through the idea of them being Italian mobsters. Yeah. And I liked both about this and once upon a time in America, that once upon a time in America was all about seeing the Jewish mafia rise up. And then this movie is all about seeing a mafia rise up within the black community. And I like the basic idea of taking a, a thing that most people know, which if you say the mob, most people are like, ah, Italian mafia, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I like it's the really idea always. of kind of exploring <laughs> that. Yeah. But exploring that in a different race or a different group of people, because realistically, those types of those groups exist throughout all things. I mean, it's I think it's a human nature thing, right? Yeah. So I, time I time liked time. watching that and kind of seeing the different effect of having a family who didn't really know any better coming into a world and just kind of owning it. And so quickly kind of succumbing to it. So yeah, it was really, it was, it was fun to watch like LinkedIn included though. Every time we watch one of these extended movies, I have to wonder what was, was the extended parts like what, what was extended. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. how do do the extended parts help or hurt the movie? Like would the movie maybe be even more tight, not extended? Is it better extended? Because extended is probably a closer thing to the director's goal. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's my thing
0: too, is like does it deserve the extra because I really, really enjoy this movie, not to jump ahead of you, Chris, but I just want to touch on his part before I forget about it. Um
2: It it felt like it was three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Like, not necessarily in a bad way, but I think when you know a movie's a great long is when you almost forget that you've been watching a movie for three hours.
0: Like, Wolf of Wall Street is usually, I think I've talked about it multiple times, my go-to example of like, oh, that movie's three hours long, but you finish it, and you're like, damn, it's over already? Well,
2: the interesting thing to that, like, and of course I keep coming back to it, but uh, the... Once upon a time in America was longer than this. The version that we watched yeah. was the extended version. Uh, I think it was what four or four, four and hours, and hours? And eleven. Okay, minutes. four. Yeah, four only. Yeah, four hours and eleven minutes. So, when you look at that, I actually feel like somehow Once Upon a Time in America felt like it was sh- maybe shorter than this movie like clearly it wasn't but it didn't seem to take up the same amount of noticeable
0: yeah that's a tough one for me to say because as I talked about on that episode that was one where i watched throughout the day and it took me like many hours to watch that one so i can't sure. really say cuz it it felt yeah. like it took 7 hours because it did
2: <laughs> yeah whereas so. for me both of these were just turning them on and watching them without stopping yeah
0: that's how this one was for me and Like you said, I don't think it's a bad thing that it felt three hours because it really did like two, two and a half hours in. I was like, okay, is this almost done? Like I was just not like, oh, hurry up,
2: but more of like, it feels like I've been watching this for forever. Well, and it's weird when you know the movie's three hours going in, which maybe that's part of it, which, of course, we knew Once Upon a Time in America's length, but sure. maybe this movie's length and the fact that if you go into it being aware of the fact that it's three hours, your mental clock kind of kicks in and being like, I feel like it's been two and a half hours, so we're got to kind of be probably getting close to the end.
0: Right. Yeah. So, Chris, what about you, man? Was this your first time viewing, and did you like it overall? This was
1: not my first time viewing this movie. Okay. Um... Yeah, and I'm gonna come down on a different side than you guys were. I do not like this movie.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> but I'm just kidding. but I can understand why somebody would like this movie. Sure. Cause uh it's I think if you want a movie where everything that's happening is well acted, but none of it is particularly interesting, you might really like this movie. <laughs> that's how I feel about this movie. So
2: I don't know that I necessarily 100% disagree with you. I think there are definitely parts of being interesting, but if you want to go back and again, compare it to a movie that's very similar and watching someone come up after their predecessor and kind of fill their shoes, which is kind of what we see a lot of things, you know, it's not like, it's not tit for tat clearly, but it kind of is yeah. in the, in the way that Scarface goes. <clears throat> but Scarface is infinitely more, surreal whereas yeah. this movie is a lot more grounded and it kind of comes down to where do you fa- where do you stand on something being surreal but still feeling realistic in that surreal like surreally- surrealism Sorry. Really? <laughs> <So> <laughs> or surreally. yeah or do you like the take of something feeling very grounded but potentially a little more pedestrian I don't know if that's necessarily the right word to use, but you know, I think it's a little too strong, but it gets the basic point across. Yeah.
1: I don't know. For me, it was, you guys were saying it was a quick three hours and for me, it was not quick at all. And, oh, It wasn't
2: quick. I think that's kind of, oh, okay. What, I all, it. Got you. The mistake. it was three hours, but it definitely felt like three hours. Yeah. 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 Whereas even a movie like Scarface, Scarface is like what, two and a half hours, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah it's a pretty long one too
0: yeah and it didn't it feel didn't like feel it. that long
1: yeah the thing is like i i also have an aversion to sitting and watching a movie for three hours enough that like immediately puts me off on the wrong foot with the movie so then when i don't feel like the movie earns it i like the movie even less you know what i mean
2: sure yeah i've noticed that there's definitely been which i think no hate on you, Blake, or anything. I just noticed that Blake typically is the one who chooses the longer runtime movies. Yeah. And you do tend to have a bit of, you don't, um, you don't, you're not nearly as excited to hop into very long movies. It's almost like you come in no. them a little apprehensive to begin with.
1: Well, definitely. Because I, I know this is a very negative thing to say in maybe the movie world, right? But I don't feel like a lot of movies ever really fully earn that three hours, you know? Even what, a movie I put in my top ten, like you could cut an hour out of Avengers Endgame, and I probably wouldn't be that upset.
0: Yeah, I was gonna you mention know? that one because I thought it was three hours, but I wasn't sure. I was gonna poke fun at it, and I didn't want to be wrong, so <laughs> I didn't say anything. It's a long yeah. movie.
1: It's yeah, but I've only watched it once because I don't want to sit yeah. for three hours. I've I've I bought the movie and I'll skip to the scenes I want to watch, but I've never I watched that movie for the first time in theaters, and then I've never watched it fully again. It's still You know, that's the thing is I just, I don't want to sit there and do it most of the time.
2: Well, I think to your point, like one of my things is like, it's a little different. I mean, like, of course we're talking about long movies, but I think one of the things that comes true, and I'm not going to say just a ton, but there are plenty of movies in existence that just don't earn their runtime, no matter how long or short it is. I've I've watched movies that are an hour and 15 minutes that felt like they were 30 minutes longer than they needed to be. Right. (laughs) Yeah, And that just comes down to basically it's a medium where because you're not actively interacting with it, it, it's a lot more strict on what you'll let go. You know, it's interesting with things like video games, which tend to get criticized for length either being too short or too long but they're a little different because even in the time when it may be not super interesting to you, you're still actively interacting with it.
1: Yeah. And I think the thing that kind of changes with video games here is like you shut off a video game. True. Yeah. You know, and like a big problem with this movie is if, so I would have loved to I guess to finish that one point I was making is I would have loved to just pause, you know, and that's a problem of me watching the movie the, the day we record But it's also, I think, a problem with the movie where a lot of it was kind of like, I need a break from this. It's a perfect setup for like, here's an intermission, go buy popcorn kind of movie. Um,
2: Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, Once Upon a Time in America actually had.
0: Yeah, but wasn't it like 40 minutes before the end? Yes.
2: (laughs) Maybe an hour. I don't know. (laughs) But Yeah. yeah.
0: Which I guess is for funny me,
2: because, like, oh, here,
0: you've watched, you know, eight tenths of this four hour movie. Take a little break.
2: Take yeah. your <laughs> legs. Yes. To your point, I think one of the weird things is, is like the idea, like, even once upon a time in America, having an intermission, I understand with the length. Uh, and I even understand sometimes when like movie theaters do marathons for movies and in between movies, they'll have like a intermission period for you to like walk mm-hmm. around, stretch and get some food and whatnot, go to the bathroom uh, without having fear of missing anything. But I think one of the things that's interesting is like plays are written and designed with intermissions in mind. I think that, while we're looking at which I mean sometimes we're looking at movies from more of a critical eye and sometimes we're just looking at things that we just personally like about them regardless of whether it'd be something that the majority of people would like but I think considering that movies are made with the intention to typically be watched in a single sitting I think that that's like the medium is meant to be watched that way now that doesn't mean that once you get into the comfort of your own home that you don't have the ability to control it a little bit more but that's more for convenience sake and not because the art was specifically made with that in mind so sure. I think when a movie does fail to capture your attention, it is worth mentioning. in as a negative that that is the what's happening, you know?
1: Yeah. I think
2: <clears throat> this movie to me is
1: kind of the perfect example. It's almost a better example than something like Harry <laughs> Potter of you should have done this as a TV show, you know, because yeah. <laughs> stuff like that, stuff like Harry Potter, people are always like, Oh, you can get all the good stuff of the book into It would be a lot easier to do every single thing that I want to see in a movie or in a TV show, which is true. But I think the movies do a good job. Whereas this movie, it felt to me like I would have rather had watched four or five hours split into an hour episodes of his rise and then had seen his fall than seen like an hour and a half of. Not even an hour and a half, I feel like of his rise and then kind of two ou- two hours of him being stagnant and kind of just you watching him just be badass, really, but not that often. And then it's <laughs> half an hour of his fall, you know, instead, if you spread that out, that I feel like it, this works better. But to me, this was just kind of felt far too condensed. And then everything that was kind of a pop in the movie just didn't happen fast enough. There wasn't enough of them.
2: Well, like a good example, yeah. it, 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 the real thing is is that I think long form TV has proven to me to be the much better form of things, and I think yeah. Breaking Bad was the thing that really opened my eyes to that. And it's interesting that Breaking Bad is dealing with exactly what this is: is drug empire. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so when you are watching something go down like this, you're right. Like I thought just for example of I, I've, I had the same feeling of like, this would be much better as long form TV. Uh, yeah. so when you think about like the scene of him kind of starting the empire, going directly to Vietnam, getting the stuff over, there's so much skip stuff that could have made for interesting episodes with interesting, right. w- with challenges that have to be overcome to make those episodes more interesting. And honestly almost sell you his rise more because it's like, he had to go through so much more stuff. The fact yeah. that like, he's immediately like he goes to Vietnam or wherever it is, and then comes back over, and then he's like, oh, family, come and I bought this house. It's like you right. don't get to see any of yeah, that. Yeah, you lost guys. a lot of time there.
1: Well, yeah. you see what, Bubbles or whatever die, and then the, Bubbles? You can, the, monkey yeah. from, <laughs> the monkey from Dragon Ball? <laughs> <laughs> his, his mentor, you see that guy die, and then you see Frank Kind of being treated like the bitch, by Idris Elba. and then, yeah, by Edrisel. But everyone else kind of treats him like he was the guy's driver, which I think he was. And then he made himself into this. But you, we see him being treated like nobody. So all of a sudden, he's the top dog, you know. And yeah. I would rather watch this movie. This is the thing, and we kind of interestingly had this conversation. But now that we're talking about it, this movie, works perfect for the end of the movie is him being on top. Yeah. You know, where you can have this movie of his struggle going up and then, you know, that maybe the conversation with Idris Elba happens and that's the climax. And then you see him just sitting down in the thing and he's like, so where was I? And the movie ends. That's a
2: 10 out of 10 movie. Actually, I think you've just sold me. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that extend out his rise and then have him because that's an interesting setup too. We see at the beginning of the movie that he is getting treated like shit and kind of like right. that. It's almost like they're making jokes of like driving Miss Daisy towards him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, you see him scrounge and struggle and do everything he needs to finally get to where he's going. He manages to bring his family in out of everything he has. And then he just seals it off by sitting them down and be like, this is how things going to be. Oh, wait, I need just a second, and then have the climax be him kind of, and and it makes it's 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 interesting because it would be the the movie tries to set up and pay off so much more as it's trying to balance this rise and fall yeah. thing. Where I think you're right. If this movie just focused on the rise, it actually might have been pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> like I it, I liked it as is, but I kind of like that better theoretically. Yeah.
1: I mean, because that's the thing. And then it leaves you with an opportunity to do a second movie where that's the fall. And I think you could do The Cop more gracefully. Like, he's half of this movie. And I could not tell you for the life of me what his name is. Cop Man. Yeah. Russell Crowe. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the best you're going to get out of me because he was so. Unimportant. Those other cops, like I'm pretty sure one of them was being played by Rizza, by the way, just has a Wu Tang tattoo in the 70s. We just won't (laughs) talk
2: about that. But (laughs) also also Richie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that Russell Crowe's character was Richie.
1: Yeah. I just think like this movie tried to be two movies and without Denzel Washington being Denzel Washington. To me doesn't really succeed at doing both of them very well so then you you're left with one movie that's nearly three hours long and kind of boring outside of the what six scenes of oh shit this is badass
0: see i agree i don't disagree with the fact that it would have been like a really great tv show so i'm not saying you're wrong but I don't think any of this movie is boring. Like there was never any part of the movie where I was like, "Oh, they should have cut this" or this is probably extended and they could have stayed on the edit room floor or whatever. Yeah, but, see that. Like, was I was enthralled throughout the whole thing. Like I really enjoyed everything from him visiting Vietnam to coming back and spending time with the family. I don't know, I just really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I guess for me the thing was that everything that was happening was interesting, but it wasn't enough to be truly interesting. So you kind of, it would be like having sex and getting blue balls every 15 minutes for t- three hours. You know, that's how it felt with me. Right. We're like. <laughs> yeah. I think you what think he
2: means though, right? It's like every situation, even if it's not necessarily boring, it comes to the situation of, and I think that's what we were talking about with like the runtime, right? Is that you were yeah. saying of like, doesn't mean that it's not interesting to a an, to an degree, but I think that there's multiple times where I was like, I stopped and thought to myself, oh, this really could have used more. I would have loved to have actually seen that and not just been told that it happened or see it happen so quickly that it ultimately seems like less of a struggle. Like I mentioned, the the family suddenly being there, I kind of thought that was, poorly done and it left me wanting to see him have to scrounge more to build up to the point where he can buy this house so that he can bring his mom in and before that also let's have him as he's working toward being like my goal is to get my family here finally make something of myself and bring them up with me grab a saw rising boat a rising tide raises all boats i'm gonna bring my family here and raise everybody up and then bring his family in instead we get to see a movie where He's working real hard, and then suddenly he's like, "Hey, family that I've not talked about this entire movie, come and move up here with me," which is kind of jarring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I especially guess
1: so. the scene where they introduce um, Huey, because that com- I feel like I feel like I'm remembering it right, where that comes after him calling a bunch of people. So it's just like the next call on the list at the same time, you know. <laughs> so they yeah. don't really give it any setup either.
2: Yeah, I I think it was certainly handled. And that's what, and that's what I mean. It doesn't mean that the whole movie wasn't interesting and bringing his family in did create interesting situations and. Weird inner family struggle as like certain you know his cousin was screwing up and then of course he beats the crap out of old what's his face I, I can never pronounce his name Chiwetel Eljafor or whatever his name is Huey <laughs> definitely close <laughs> <laughs> uh, Huey though Huey. <laughs> uh, yeah but having him you know get his head slammed against the window and punched because he left drugs in the car it's like those were interesting conflicts but I would have liked to have seen more build up to that because again it's just Everything gets glossed over so quickly, so yeah. quickly, that it just feels like it never gets time to actually fully breathe or settle. So right. that when they try to capitalize on it, you're like, well, technically they kind of teased that earlier, but they didn't give me enough. We never really heard from it again, and now it's time to pay off. Whereas in something like a long-form TV show, or even just cutting this movie to where all you're seeing is his rise, you have time to expand on these things to where his rise is more believable. His relationship yeah. with his family – being good, but then also becoming more and more strained as he struggles to kind of bring them in and control his empire, is interesting. Yeah. So, or more interesting, I'll say. Sure. Yeah, I think it definitely
0: would have been a fantastic TV show as well. I just think I also thought the movie was fantastic, but yeah, I you're definitely too, not wrong yeah. in that. To that extent, I just,
1: I think it's not even necessary that we want it to be a TV show. I think the thing is, it's more just like it you doesn't come. more yeah, well, it doesn't commit to anything. It doesn't commit to telling any single story. Well, the from Frank only Lucas's thing it
2: commits life. to is the rise and fall.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly. Or,
2: yeah.
1: Where that's the thing. And that's the thing with, I guess, Richie. I, I don't understand why we got so much of his backstory because i don't i'm not coming to american gangster starring denzel washington to To see yeah to watch (laughs) the divorce like i
0: wonder if that was the extended stuff because that did seem like that that could be probably the main like i don't want to say the only because there might be scenes i'm not thinking of but some of the only like scenes that i think could be cut for sure
2: well, I think a lot of it was a, an, an attempt and sometimes successes, and sometimes not necessarily a failure so much as it just felt like it, it wasn't important to the events going on around. I think yeah. it was they were trying to do some like weird character growth, and then that way they can sell the ending to you, which I did actually like the ending of him coming out and being like, You know, you helped yeah. me, so I'm going to help you, and I'm not part of that life anymore, and continuing to prove that he's different than other cops. But ultimately, it felt It felt like they were trying so hard to make sure. And again, because probably with a longer range show, right? If you have time to set up the other person who's kind of playing this cat and mouse game, you end up caring just as much about what happens to them. Whereas if I'm being honest, I didn't mind Richie in this, but if during the big drug bust, he had ended up getting shot and dying, I don't think it would have really in- impacted me at all. You know what I mean? Like no. Because they didn't really do a great job of setting his character up. It was like a lot of, here's this situation, so I do this. And he's always talking about how good he's being, but then he's also doing questionable stuff here and there and in, the, in between of that, which I guess is part of the whole cop. Narrative thing that goes on, you know, in movies is what are they doing to help get a situation go along? But regardless, it feels like he's a bunch of small things that they're giving you like weak justifications as to why he's doing, and then doing everything they can to try and make you think that his story is equally as important as Frank's in this one, which I guess it is in this rise and fall structure where for Frank to rise what causes his fall? Well, the fall has to be on someone's shoulders and that ends up being on Richie's shoulders. Like, you know, Richie's the one who finally brings him down. But Mm -hmm. I guess that that's a good example of saying like, of what Chris was kind of talking about where it doesn't, I don't feel like the movie does a good job of earning the fact that he's the one who brings him down. And I remember thinking that instead of having a movie that was full of this detective, you know, constantly picking up small information and pulling it back. Instead, what we kind of see is a detective going out and trying and failing. And then suddenly he knows exactly who it is and everything about him. It just feels so quick and it feels, and then suddenly it's him starting this, you know, field or whatever you want to call it. The, uh, the federal bureau they're doing of narcotics. And it's 1970 when he passed the bar. And then suddenly it's 1973 and it's right. like what the hell was that 3 years? You can't show me that 3 years at all. You can't talk to me about it. And I think it's like, you know, going back to what makes something like Breaking Bad so great is that if you look at the way they do that, and I won't say exactly who it is, but the person who ends up being uh, pretty responsible for um Heisenberg's downfall in the long run is built upon in a way that's slow and steady and makes you care about who he is as a person so that when the time comes that they're going to do what they're going to do with him you feel for him whereas in this movie it's just like oh well this is just the rough tough I'm a cop and I sometimes do stuff but I'm always a better cop than those other cops It just I don't know there's certain parts of this movie where I feel like one of the weakest parts and Russell Crowe's a fantastic actor but I feel like one of the weakest parts is the way they build up the fact that R- Detective Ritchie actually managed to get something out of this, you know, yeah, yeah, I definitely think
0: so too, like I said, with all the divorce stuff that I could have like done without like, I don't know the whole scene in the park with him like yelling at the teenagers, like,
1: yeah, what the fuck was, was that, was, yeah, I don't. Get <laughs>
0: Like, oh, he's a tough, he's a badass. They better watch out. He's kind of loose cannon,
2: you know. Oh, boy. He might shoot some teenagers. He's so cool. (laughs) See, that's what I meant. It's like, didn't that feel like it was against what the rest of the movie was trying to do with him? It's like they show that, but then they also show that he gave millions of dollars to the government. Well, yeah, I, think I think it
0: was showing that he's on that edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where he's like, he's a trustworthy cop, and honest cop. cop, but also he's kind of a loose cannon who like yells at teenagers it, in the park. The, <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like the thing with that scene is it's kind of the like, he'll murder you if it means he'll catch the bad guy kind of guys, but he won't. He has integrity. He'll he'll yeah. you know he'll stab you in the back in front of your face kind of thing. That, like he's one of those kind of people.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. And they actually, you know, speaking of that at the end of the movie, when he's walking around with uh, Frank as he's out of prison, he mentions that, uh, you know, don't do that, Frank. I keep I, I keep all my promises these days, as if yeah. he was implying that back then he didn't. Like You know, like, it's almost like he's saying being a cop means that sometimes you can't keep promises. I don't right. know. But it's yeah. definitely, it was weird. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't think it was necessarily bad i just don't think it was as good as it could have been and a a lot of it was trying to build a character up and make you care about him when i don't know what his character growth had anything to do with his ability to catch frank and that's i guess my problem is Mm -hmm. seeing him suddenly come to the, the decision that he has a hit out against him so maybe he and he's constantly banging all these different chicks that maybe he's not a good father and maybe he doesn't need to have his kid constantly around him yeah. But what does that have anything to do with Frank, if we're being honest? Like, what well, that, does that character growth moment affect his ability to pin down Frank? I guess that's what personally I don't see. So I feel like those are wasted scenes. Now, whether they were in the original film or not, I don't know. <laughs> and I, think, I feel like, sorry, go ahead, Blake.
0: I think the thing that confuses me still, and maybe I just totally missed a scene. But or maybe it's a missed opportunity on their part of like him kind of hounding Frank for this like heroin or whatever, where his friend overdosed on heroin, you know the um his his buddy cop or whatever, and then ended up shooting that guy and mm-hmm. jumped out of the ambulance. I cannot remember his buddy's name. Nor can I. But anyways, like that, it seemed like that was the turning point to where he started like eyeing Frank or at least trying to eye the heroin. But he didn't yeah. like pick up the heroin in the house at least that i saw and like look at it and be like ah oh, blue magic i need to find out where this is coming from you know yeah. what i mean yeah like, i feel like that would have been a neat redemption arc and maybe in the movie like watching it would have been too kind of on the nose but in hindsight it seemed like that whole downfall of the cop his his uh partner was kind of for nothing like yeah, it was like- emotional and like meaningful to an extent but at the end of the day like That's a lot of runtime that could have maybe been cut, too. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think it's the problem of trying to have your cake and eat it, too, with having the bad guy and the good guy both be main characters. It's really hard to do. Uh, uh, Tons of media have shown that you either have to have a lot of time to pull that off, and uh, either you have to have a bunch of time or you have to have – a and just incredible writing. And I'm not saying that the writing in this movie was bad, but I think clearly the fact that they didn't want to have a five hour movie or a six hour movie, or like me and Chris are saying, like a long multi episode TV series where it's all long form television. The fact that they were trying to work within the constraints of a movie that they didn't think that people weren't going to want to watch all of ends up having them cut out things that would have made the writing feel more fleshed out. Sure.
0: I just looked up the writer out of curiosity. He also did Hannibal, Mission Impossible, Moneyball, Gangs of New York, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Schindler's List, and The Irishman.
1: Wow. So yeah. his worst movie is this one. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he did a few other ones that I haven't heard of. He did like Exodus, Gods and Kings. I, I don't know what that is. Gods and
1: Kings is supposed to be terrible.
0: Clear and Present Danger, Harrison Ford. But yeah, Good like movie. those those first eight were like kind of his big movies, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Which Mission Impossible is kind of the standout, like oddball there, or maybe Moneyball's the oddball.
1: No, Moneyball's incredible. You got to watch that movie.
0: No, I just meant genre wise.
1: Yeah, but that's like a very like
0: no, I've heard the it's good. writing
1: in that movie kind of thing. So that almost yeah, is I yeah. mean the one that's like oh this guy is a good writer. He just <laughs> you know, yeah can't pace this movie. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't even know until I saw the credits that Ridley Scott directed this. Yeah, I didn't know I, as yeah. soon
2: as it came up, I said, what? Yeah, <laughs> fucking Gladiator, Alien,
1: Blade Runner. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I now I know so, why Russell
2: Crowe was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of people's worst work came on this movie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> a compliment to Ridley Scott, because again, I don't like this movie, but it is very clearly good.
2: Yeah, no, it's just not for you. For See, sure. I think that that's the problem. It's like, I enjoyed the movie, but whereas Chris is putting a little bit more negative on the fact that he wanted more from it, I'm being a little more positive. But ultimately, I'm in the same realm as him. I'm just kind of on the... I'm kind of like just a little over on the line. Because I yeah. do think, definitely once you started talking about it, one of the things that gets weird about watching a movie and then immediately talking about it, which is since it's so long, I had to like literally finish and then start recording. But is that sometimes you'll think of things that maybe you didn't like a little bit after when you've had a little bit more time to breathe with it. Yeah. And one of the good <clears> things about you having a dissenting opinion kind of quickly is that I think it kind of allowed my brain instead of having to lag and wait to soak that in, it, you kind of kicked my brain to being like, oh yeah, these were some of the thoughts that you didn't you know immediately take in because maybe something else happened that managed to pull you away. But there were plenty of times where I was like, I wish this was done better or I wish this was more fleshed out and it just felt like wasted opportunity. Yeah. It is
0: um kind of ironic too that I mean all three of us have said it's board, I say it's borderline too long. It's I don't know that I would say it's definitely too long, but Chris obviously thinks it is, but also that we all three want more. Yeah, it's weird that we both think it was too long. But also it wasn't long enough. Well, because what it means (laughs) is that it's,
2: I guess what it is, is that it's not that it was too long. It's that it was too long because of the the aspects it wanted to focus on. Right. It's like the, what it chose to fill its three hour runtime with was not what I think would have made for a more compelling three hours.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's just funny thinking about it in like shorthand. Like, oh, this movie is too long. Also,
2: I want like nine more. hours more of it. No, realistically, <laughs> that is true. Because as a movie, it's too long. Because the movie as a TV is still trying to TV be. Short, but as a TV yeah. show, where every episode's anywhere from fifty-five to and you know an hour and some odd minutes, right? You can do a lot more in that space. Yeah, and- for sure.
1: It's like give me give me an uh, <laughs> give me an hour on what happened in, in Thailand. Like that or Vietnam? I'm sorry, that is ten times more interesting than half the stuff that happens in this movie. Sure. Like, like the one of the big things that happens towards the climax of this movie is his wife getting shot at in a drive by shooting,
2: mm-hmm. and that's just glossed over pretty quickly.
1: It's just glossed over. <laughs> but do you remember what they were doing? They were getting fucking Chinese food. Yep. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. That shit is boring. You know, That's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, why did you do something that should have been really cool and then make it really boring?
2: (laughs) Well, I think what's weird, too, is that I don't think that I had an inherent problem with them getting Chinese food. But the problem is, is that like... Everybody got to eat. (laughs) Clearly. uh, And I I know it's just because, but I'll even bring up uh, Ozarks a little. I mean, you know, that's also a show where moments that would typically be seen as boring in a movie because they're trying to go by them so quickly can be built up with so much tension that even yeah. something as simple as a family dinner around the table can just become like a, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what's going to happen? It's I about to, to, to go down.
0: Three. Yeah. I it love that done. show. I just have not felt like watching it.
2: I don't know why. Yeah, I I haven't finished season two yet.
1: I don't know. I don't, the best. Sure record, I don't have a problem with them going to get Chinese food. It's more Fucking my point. Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just illustrates my point of just like everything interesting they did was surrounded by something super boring. <laughs> sure.
0: They could have been easily going to like a fancy restaurant or a club yeah. or something. Well,
1: not, I mean the thing is like in real life that's it probably happened outside of a fast food restaurant, right? But or a Chinese restaurant. But you right. gotta just make it more interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do love this is kind of random but it's just in my notes and I just kind of glanced at it. Whenever he did go to Vietnam and he was like I want to go meet the guy or whatever that does yeah. have with the poppy seed field and he um excuse me. So he <laughs> it just cut to them on the little rafts and he's got a US army like uniform and gun.
1: Yeah. They don't <laughs> even explain
2: it. Was it did it make you feel like you were watching Tropic Thunder? <laughs>
0: Hey, Almost immediately, <laughs> I was like, "This is
2: Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder."
0: <laughs> but no, it was just funny that it was so lax, I guess, back then or at that time that it was like, "Oh yeah, we got an extra uniform and gun here. Ride with us."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep on rolling, baby. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, you know, there's so many parts of the of the movie that just feel like, "Why did that not get more time?" Yep. And what may have gone by as something that says ultimately either funny and awkward or just you don't even think about twice could have been something really cool if you built up time to it. It's like if you build up time and seeing him have to, like, bribe the right people to be able to get into the military and go through and get to where he's going and have these connections and build these connections. And, like, having him hand the bag of money, right, when his cousin – Is talking about uh, $50,000 and he says, give him the full 100. And then he's like, you know, give him the full 100. I need this. It's like, if you would have shown more time of him, like who is them and show time of him building the relationship with these people and then have it be that at the end of it all, you see, he's trying to go all in by giving all of his money to these people. He's promised steady solid business to and people who clearly are putting a lot at risk by doing this and he's going to have their back. You know, it's like these are all wasted opportunities that I understand movies naturally have a hard time wrangling in, but still why did you dedicate time to watching this dude get a divorce and be in court twice when even the 10 minutes of him being in court or eight minutes cumulative, whatever the hell it was could have went towards making Vietnam more interesting
0: yeah yeah, for sure there was you know in the beginning of the podcast I said I don't think there's anything I would have cut but like you said Brett, as we talked about and as more time has elapsed there are definitely some things that you know with the divorce mainly and like the cop's backstory we could have cut for sure because he was very much Uh, uh, the the least interesting part of the movie yeah I think once the investigation started I enjoyed his stuff because he was surrounded by other people and like it was a it was about Denzel and it wasn't about the cop even though it was with uh, Russell Crowe's character, it was still about Denzel overall.
2: Kinda, but you know that—that's what I was getting at with the fact of when they get to that point. About half of the time where he's got his crew together is just has nothing to do with Denzel. It's about how they're striking, like they're they're swinging and missing. But I think
0: that's interesting though.
2: I mean, a little, but not really, because you've not explained to us who most of these other people are. So we're just seeing a board full of faces and being like, well, we don't know who the fuck those people are. Well, even, I thought Even something as simple as giving us a little more insight as to the people who they thought were doing it on the board would have been smart. Uh, give us a little bit of a reason as to why you think they're the people that would be fitting for this. Well, they're and the that, Italian mob. They're like m- most likely sure. in New York City who's going to be behind it. And I thought sure. that was interesting that no
0: one expected even the guy. I don't remember what... I don't really even know if they mentioned what department he was with, but when they raided the um, mm-hmm. U.S. military plane.
2: And he walked in and said, what, Yeah, you're, and he you, said... You're joking? Yeah, yeah,
0: you're joking, right? It's not a black guy or whatever. Yeah. Like, I thought that was... in, And I, that added to them, like... See, I like, months and months going after the Italian mob, not even considering that maybe it was a black guy.
2: See, I like that too. But here's one big thing is like, you know, they try to come back and you know, we're left to believe, and if they kind of throw this away too, we're left to believe that the person who tried to kill his wife was one of the Italian families that they pushed out of business. Sure. Yeah. Again, if you're showing us why these Italian people are big, and then you're setting up and showing us them and who they are, then we're getting to see a little bit of how. Uh, Frank's business is affecting them, and then we're kind of seeing their people go down again. It doesn't need to be a, a lot, but even small scenes to replace some of the like you know seemingly wasted scenes would be, go a long way in just making those things feel right. And then actually coming back and having one of the families that was being looked at and clearly falling from the ranks come back after being in- introduced to them at during the investigation phases even if it's just, you know, uh, as an offshoot and then come back and be like, oh, well, this family is the one who tried getting them killed. Instead, the only time that we ever hear about another one of the families is when it comes time to do the hearings and they're talking about, well, I've got this Italian family lined up that you kicked out of business. Okay, well, right. you why haven't we heard about them before now besides the, what well, we think it was an Italian family that put a hit out on his wife to, you know, get back at him. I just, you know, it, like I said, it's a lot of, what they had there was okay, but it's a lot of wasted opportunity, it felt like. It would have felt more interesting to watch him swing and miss, but learn about who he's swinging and why he's, why he's swinging in that direction, and then have it yeah. be that much more you know interesting when he finally realizes it is somebody that no one would have expected. And it would have also been more interesting that, hey, this is a guy who, if you look at what he's doing, as they say, this doesn't seem like a day in the life of a normal drug king. Yeah, I think
0: that just still leads more into the conversation we've been having of, like, it should have been a TV show or else they should have just cut and replaced stuff. Of, like, we're kind of just... Like, yeah, I mean, knowing about every single thing that they mentioned in passing in the movie would have been great, but also it's just
2: unrealistic to ask the movie of that. I I think it is, too, but I think that, you know, Death by a Thousand Cuts, you ever heard that? It's kind of the idea of, like, because so much stuff feels like it could have been done more you end up thinking about it more and it ends up kind of uh, altering your opinion on something whereas even if even if half of the things i mentioned would have been somewhat addressed then the rest of the other half wouldn't have felt like they were dogpiling onto an already large list
0: you know what i mean sure but then we would have been facing a four-hour movie Maybe. which I would have been fine with. But, but it's a 4-hour <laughs> movie would that's have went more on vacation interesting. this week again. Well, <laughs> Chris.
2: <laughs> Chris, good example. Realistically yeah. speaking, do you think you would have minded an extra hour of this movie if every hour was far more enticing and interesting?
1: Yes, no, I wouldn't have minded. Exactly. Well, then you should watch
0: Once Upon a Time in
1: America. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know the problem with a long runtime isn't necessarily the runtime because if a movie earns it, it earns it, yeah, however, it. I am a hundred and fifty times less likely to watch your movie if it is over two and a half hours, sure, and even at two and a half hours, it is not necessarily likely that I'll watch it.
0: You're missing out on some good movies, man. But I get
1: it. I mean, I've no, watched a lot of movies. It's just I don't know. To me, it's like thinking of all the stuff I could have done in that two and a half hours, which <laughs> which for me, the reality yeah. is I would have played a video game for two and a half hours. But you I would have rather you be would have playing played a video, the video game, game for, two for two hours and, two and, and
2: then hours. masturbated for thirty minutes. let's just be honest, okay? It's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean I would have played video games for two hours and twenty five minutes and I would have <laughs> masturbated for five minutes correct.
0: Uh, i just masturbated the entire length of all the movies we watched so <laughs> i masturbated that, while i was <laughs> playing the game
1: that's uh that sounds like chafing Blake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we mentioned it i don't remember if it was before we started or after but you know the my man gif that is all over twitter and we've all used 100 mm-hmm. times it's yes. from this movie but yeah, also yeah, yeah. it's always the same time he says it like that's the only gif that exists but he says it so There are times. seven times that he says it, and one time that another guy says it. Because I counted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you counted the when, my man. When was yeah. the
0: other guy? Was it the uh, I don't Cuba it Gooding was.
2: Jr.'s character?
0: Unfortunately, I just wrote my man because so every time he said it, I wrote my man dot in my note. <laughs> With that one, I wrote my man dot gift, but a different guy. So I don't remember <laughs> who said it. I should have put the, the character's name or the actor. But
2: oh boy. Yeah, see, that's and I know that we're at this point, it's kind of like a revolving thing if we're coming back to it, but now that I'm thinking about Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character, another wasted opportunity. We see Frank go into this character's thing, and then we see this character kind of snap at him, and then we never see Frank retaliate or do anything, which is so unlike the Frank we've been built up to see so far. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't really understand why nothing. There were no consequences to that.
2: Like, this man throws a drink, disrespects the guy, and, is like, tells him that he should have come in and said something different, and then Frank does nothing. And that's so against the Frank that we saw walk up to Tango and shoot him in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is a no-nonsense guy when it comes <laughs> to business. Can we talk and, about how badass that scene was, though, with, um...
0: It was ...when he walked out in the street? Holy shit, dude. I love how it was so quick. Like, he yeah. didn't give him time to, like, say... Like, he said one thing. He was like, you ain't gonna shoot me
2: from all these people. Boom. Like, he didn't sit there and wait. He didn't, yeah, like, do anything. No he just immediately shot him. And see, they did a good job of, for the most part, setting the tone of who Frank is when it comes to business and who Frank is when it comes to family. And then yeah. we slowly get to see that line start to crumble as he introduces his family to his business and realizes the problems that can come with that. But then we also see the cop. And I feel like they did a worse job of showing the setup they, did, they gave for the cops and then actually continuing to make it seem like this is really the cop that we're watching that wasn't, didn't feel as paper thin. They did a better job with Frank, but they still had a couple of moments where I was like, that's so unlike Frank for us to not, it doesn't mean he didn't do anything but it's unlike Frank for us to not get to see what he does in a reaction from what we've seen the rest of this movie. So far we've seen him have a direct reaction to anything that happens. We see him beat the shit out of his own family for having it, for making a mistake. Why would he not beat the shit or do something in retaliation to this guy who is clearly messing with his product and then trying to put it out there into the same thing. Like it just, it doesn't make sense.
0: I wonder how much time, uh, maybe it said, and I missed it, how much time elapsed between that and then like, his downfall you know was it a few days because it seemed really quick in the movie but like you said I mean so much time elapsed without it mentioning it (coughs) we know so maybe you know because that happened fairly close to like the police raids and stuff because that was whenever right leaving there is when he got pulled over with the drugs in the trunk
2: yeah the police were already onto him at that point
0: right yeah yeah for sure he was being followed by both cops
2: yeah yeah the Um, ones who were bad cops and the ones who were as we're led to believe good cops
0: yeah So I do wonder, you know, maybe there was no time, because not long after that is when they got shot at, right? The wife, too?
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or was that before? Yeah, not that much later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, he definitely... It was definitely out of character for him not to retaliate. I'm just trying to make up reasons why he didn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, So, I guess... I want to talk a little bit more about things I really did like, right? I liked small things they did that felt like, and and they're what lead me to wanting more of it, uh, more out of certain scenes. Like one of the things I thought was really cool was going through the scene of him talking to his, brother and being like, Hey, you know, we've talked about this. You're being too flashy. The one who yeah. like the one who's the flashiest is also the weakest. And it's kind of, I get it. Like, you know, he's setting up all these expectations of if you don't want to get caught, this is how you go about doing it. You lay low, you have a low profile, you do your work. You just, you know, you do what you say you're going to do. And, then I really love that whenever you see his wife and like him trying to give in to, to make his wife feel, you know, good, that she's like, I bought this coat for you. And you yeah. see him look at it and kind of hesitate to say anything, but then he kind of cracks a smile and hugs her. But then as he hugs her, you see the look on his face just drop where he's like, damn. Shit. Yeah. And, but then he chooses to go against what you know is his better yeah. judgment and wear Man. the jacket anyway. And it's a small detail, but it's almost like, is there a potential that without him putting this coat on, he would have never been found out?
0: Yeah, well, that's why Trupo, uh, Josh Brolin's character with the weird mustache, mm-hmm. that's why he knew who he was. Like why he was drawn to him, and that's at the wedding, which wasn't long after that. I don't think is when he pulled yeah. him over and told him to pay him every first of the month. Yep. And that's when he went and burned that coat that day. So.
1: Yep. Yeah, I wish I wish we'd gotten more with him, you know, with a uh, Trulo or whatever. And I guess there wasn't really that much because, again, I keep kind of forgetting that this is a real story, you know, so you yeah. can't take too many liberties. But that's a, that that guy they built up. He was a good character, you know, and I wanted to see more with him. And then they just kind of don't do anything. And his ending is very anticlimactic. You know, you kind of see. <laughs> yeah. But you, I, I kind of wish you'd gotten to see Frank do something to him.
2: You know, yeah. It just seemed interesting, and it also seemed interesting that he decided to kill himself when there weren't cops like immediately around. Like maybe it'd make well, more sense if he led yeah. to the very end. You know what I
0: mean? three fourths of the New York DEA for, like, yeah. Oh, I rude. know he knew, but he just like Hey, you've been really rude, pal. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that he knew, like, oh fuck, they're coming, and I can't handle prison because like cops aren't supposed to be in prison and they don't do well in there. <laughs> so, he's like, fuck that, I'm out.
1: He's also dirty, so he's even worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, the only time, I guess... Well, you could be a good cop, but also a murderer. I don't know, I was going to say you have to be dirty for a cop to be in jail, but...
1: I guess you like in you jail be something wrongly, outside of being a cop. Wrongfully committed or convicted or something like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, um... Yeah, there was a lot that I really liked in this movie um brett did you have anything else before i go into some
2: no i don't think so let me double check my notes but we've talked about most of it naturally um oh this is just a weird remark why is it that every denzel movie has to have like at least two musicians that are not traditionally <laughs> actors coming in you know what i mean yeah like we had uh what was it ti common
1: you know what yeah
2: the, dude how small smell. was ti oh right, right?
0: Like I'm small, so I'm not like hating on him, but just not what I expected. I would look like asking, I do,
2: yeah, right. And I'm really I, fucking small. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm seeing this. I'm like, man, T. I could have made a great Captain America, the First Avenger. <laughs>
1: pre-transition or whatever i will say something i found body for the cgi (laughs) something i liked with uh ti's character is they have the whole arc of him like he could have been a pitcher but he chose not to be and then in the drug bus he gets you see him get shot in the arm i just found that i just found that i thought it was i thought he got shot in the arm i thought it
2: was his arm as well Oh, maybe I could be talking Which about that. Which I, I, I thought the same thing of, like, and I like that, right? I like the scene between him and Frank and <clears throat> Frank being like, why didn't you go to the meeting? Because it's almost like Frank was telling him, like, look, you have a way to potentially move forward without having to do what I've done. You have a legitimate right. way forward. Why are you not taking it? Yeah,
1: me? that was the one interesting thing where this doesn't didn't happen in this movie, but it tends to happen in a lot of, like, this type of movie, of the, like, Don trying to get someone out. You know, yeah. someone in the family is not in there, you know? Hmm. Well, like he
0: said, I want all this, but like plenty of baseball players, especially as if he's as good as everyone in the movie was saying he was, he could have had all that. <laughs> well, for that time, no. But oh, maybe yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
2: I mean, yeah, then, maybe but, yeah. not. But I also think that there's another feeling. I think it's just like you see somebody with a certain level of success and control. And no matter how popular he or or, you know, famous he would have gotten from baseball, I don't think he ever felt like he would have been (coughs) part of like I think he wanted to continue the family business. I think that's what it was.
1: It's that and then you just I couldn't imagine seeing just the unbridled power that someone you know has. Yeah. You know walking
0: on the street and everyone like basically bows to you and shit
1: yeah like nobody you can murder fuck people with frank. in the
0: street no one says anything <laughs> yeah so i really did like too how a lot of the times when it was not necessarily a montage a couple times or one of the main times it was literally a montage but a couple of the other times it was just frank being at the top of his game and it's showing him almost like idolizing him But then it Uh would have quick cuts to like people overdosing on heroin and like Mm -hmm. moms buying heroin. And so it was really like trying to almost it didn't feel forceful. So maybe this is the wrong word, but it was like forcing you to realize like, hey, what he's doing is seriously fucked up. So like maybe don't idolize this guy that we're kind of idolizing in the movie.
2: Well, and you, know do what you mean? notice that typically in those scenes, it would cut to his family being like a normal family and like throwing the baseball, yeah. and then like cut. Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, yeah.
0: I think Thanksgiving dinner was the one where it cut to the mom like having thrown up and pissed herself on the bed, dead, and the baby sitting there crying.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just really like, hey, this guy, he thinks he has it all, but really he's like fucking killing people <laughs> and like ruining lots of lives just so that he can have
2: like this quote unquote happy life. So you I know, thought it was really well done too. I like those aspects in these types of movies because I think that it's one of the hardest conversations to have about drug like, you know drugs and drug money and all that stuff is that when you're really looking at it, he he makes the argument and that like it doesn't matter if you take him out because there's always going to be someone who comes in behind him doing the same exact thing because sure. it's mm-hmm. just human nature and it's you almost can't like let it, do it, it doesn't though. mean it's right but you kind of <laughs> yeah. understand the the situation where you're looking at it and coming from it from the viewpoint of like it's going to be out there anyway so while it destroys lives normally I can use it to to help my family's life you know what I mean right yeah, so someone
0: would be doing it anyways, why not me? It's kind of his morality reason. Yeah,
2: it's like a really pushed version of the would you steal bread to feed your family? Right. It's like, you know, would you do something wrong that you know is wrong because you get some benefit out of it and it can help your family? It's just a very different take on it.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was worth mentioning how well done it was because it didn't seem heavy-handed, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, it was noticeable and it made you think, but it wasn't like, don't forget, this guy's killing people. <laughs> yeah, it didn't
2: beat it over your head.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did really love too the um, when he's when Richie was with the uh, the criminal baseball friend that he had. I don't know if they even ever mentioned his name, but and he got the microwave and he was like watching it pop popcorn and he was like flabbergasted. <laughs> like that scene could have easily been cut, and it was like whatever, but. I just really enjoyed watching people not know what a
1: microwave was. <laughs> See, the one scene that sticks out, the one thing that sticks out to me about that scene is they never clean up the popcorn that they very specifically show falling out of the bowl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. I just needed one
1: scene of that guy just scooping, scooping out the out. popcorn into the bowl, but he doesn't do that. So just in my head now, he's just got a microwave full of popcorn. He just threw away because he wasn't able to get the popcorn out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw the whole microwave yeah, away. Throw the whole thing away. <laughs> Top, <out> the bottom. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I really did like his mom, too. Um, yeah. Frank's mom. And how, you know, she was always kind of like the guiding hand, at least through some of it. I mean, she was, I don't know if complicit is the right word. I mean, she obviously knew that they were at least up to no good, if not knew exactly what they were doing. But, you know, when it got too far, she was like, you're not leaving this house. <laughs> like, your family's going to leave you. I am going to leave you. And that was probably the most emotional scene of the movie, for me at least.
2: Yeah. That was a really good one.
0: What about you, Chris? Anything really stand out to you as a, something you enjoyed in the movie or something?
1: No, I mean, I talked about the scene that I really liked of just uh, T.I.'s character getting shot in the arm. <laughs> yeah. When we talked about everything. You know, it's a lot of just like, I like the stuff of Frank being just cool, you know, or really yeah. Denzel Washington, just acting like Denzel Washington.
0: But right. His fucking swagger is off the charts.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. The fact that he and Idris Elba are in this movie, this movie has the most drip I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've been watching The Office, so whenever Idris Elba walks up, yeah, I'm like, yeah, wait, I don't know why <laughs> I'm seeing, but I was like, wait, you don't come from the mafia, you. <laughs> Haley did the same thing where
0: I was watching it, and she was helping the kids get ready to go on vacation with uh, grandparents. And she walks in, and goes, "Hey, it's Charles Minor. <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh, oh, yeah, it is. Yep." <laughs> You're not from the. Monster. I knew he's from the Office, but I never, I can't ever remember his character's
2: name for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, drug drugs aren't like steel. If you put them in a furnace, you'd ruin them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I love how some stuff always came back too. Which I think we mentioned, you know, like um, we mentioned something. I can't remember what it was now, but also the cash in the trunk that Richie turned in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always someone bringing it up. Where they're like, "Why'd you turn it in?" He's like, "Man, I don't know." <laughs> Even all the way up until he's interviewing or interrogating Frank, and Frank's <laughs> like, "So I heard you had a million dollars in the trunk. You turned it
2: in." <laughs> See, I love how ballsy that move was because of Frank being like, "Now the question I can't seem to answer." Is would, would you, you do it again? again? Yeah, yeah. That, dude. That that's like what we're talking about. Of Frank just being a fucking badass.
0: Yeah, I don't know that he would do it again. I think he'd keep it, honestly. If he's found it again, yeah. It's what would if you, you do? If he said no, thank you. I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Like I'm obviously I want to say, oh, I would turn it in. Yeah, but if I found a million dollars
1: in the trunk, I might not turn it in. Like I can't say. See my thing is like especially for that time there, and given the fact they are clean bills, zero percent chance I turn that shit in. I'm being <laughs> straight up honest. Yeah, I no, guess the time uh,
0: period is very key in deciding. Especially when
1: when everyone is when it's the people you're around are so corrupt that they look you look bad for not taking the money. That's yeah, me. Yeah, like, true too. Yeah, I'm taking the fucking money. I, I don't know, man. That's a million dollars. Yeah, probably, like, if I was in a bag. I'll leave the. I'll put the fifty k. I'll give it to the evidence locker. I'll say I'm gonna have it. Million dollars, boss. I quit. Uh, I'll have a good day. I'm moving to Mexico. I'm gonna open a restaurant on the beach.
0: It is funny too. I think Brett mentioned it as well. But both movies that we've watched, or two of the three movies, <clears throat> excuse me, with Denzel that we've watched so far, have been about like dirty narcotics cops. Yeah, and how like, and even in real life, like that's the most corrupt branch of like. Policing or whatever, because it's mm-hmm. so easy to like steal from drug dealers because they're not going to fucking call the cops.
2: Right. It's so ripe for abuse, you know? Yeah, exactly. Going back to the money thing, you know, I, this sounds like a weird thing. I would definitely take some of it because I think it'd be foolish for unmarked bills to not just be utilized somewhere. You'd be smart with it, you know. Don't be stupid. You don't want it, the IRS questioning because they don't need their filthy fucking hands on okay. sound money. Cop the next nine
0: thousand dollars a year, all of a sudden has a
2: fucking Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. So you do it smartly, you know. You like, you know, you remodel parts of your house slowly but surely. And just, you know, pay people cash to do it. So it's all off the books and whatnot. But I would actually if, if find a way if possible. Because the big problem is, like, I don't think that the policing system would need the extra influx of cash. I think that I, I'm not a big fan of the way that that's all done and that it's cops for money anyway. So I want to think about it that. Yeah. Way, it's like, turning it into them is just them. Fi- th- someone within there is going to essentially utilize it to further move it along. And... I don't think that's where the best, like, you know, if I could find a way to essentially help my own city with it and like do things, the city's been needing to do, like, you know, restore parts of downtown for like my own personal area, that'd be sweet. You know, it'd be challenging because you have to find a way to donate that kind of money and show that it's yours and that that you earned it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, another important thing that we kind of mentioned a couple of times with like TI getting shot was the, I think the most intense part of the movie and probably my favorite overall was the mm-hmm. raid on the, I guess. Yeah. Dude, that drug, whole part that like, din, But it just, from the cops going up the stairs and like getting the kid and the other guy out of the way and just sneak. Like the whole time I was just on the edge of my seat. I was like,
2: oh, fuck. Yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> and when they bust in that room full of the naked bitches and just start happen, Oh, yes. And the <laughs> dude with the shotgun shot
0: the the door. To shoot through it, but it's a metal door, so it all bounced back at him. Yep.
2: Oh my God. Fucking idiot. (laughs) That's all I could think. And then the dude was out those little barrels, and then, like, he comes out with a shotgun and then just gets blown, and there's, like, center mass. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, man. uh, What's up with cops and um, sledgehammers in this movie? Right. Yeah. Because the first one that died, you know, used it on the. I always think of him as the Grounded for Life dude, but he's also in Pineapple Express. I never can, I've never looked up his name, so I should know it. But um, <clears throat> early in the movie, they used it on him, like busting through the door of the hotel room and stuff. But he used it again at the top of the stairs and just smashed it into this dude's back. Like, that's excessive force, Dude, right? When I, when <laughs> Beating I
1: someone with a sledgehammer? <laughs> don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> it's just a 10-pound sledgehammer. Walk it off.
0: <laughs>
2: a couple vertebrae, you know. Yeah. No, no I beat. have scoliosis now, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you got scoliosis, but at least you're alive. <laughs> Better also, than the guy who talk got about- a shotgun through the chest. Yeah, yeah. The
0: fences on the projects... I don't know if that's, I mean, I imagine that it is accurate for the time. It's not now, at least from what I've seen in like pictures and other videos and shit. But because I've never been to New York City like personally, but was that not like super ominous and like prison like looking? I'm sure it's for safety, obviously, because people fall off, especially with kids and stuff. But it just looks so like weird,
2: right? Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes you have to go through that. Like, is this just for the movie's sake? You know, it's interesting that I'm glad they actually did it. But, you know, one of the big movie tropes, and of course, Phineas and Ferb makes jokes on this and a lot of cartoons do, of the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear Richie say the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah. And he actually goes to clarify that it's Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York. I, yeah, I, I never I would have known that. Because so much, <laughs> the idea of the tri-state area if for movies and whatnot and cartoons is just like a fictional place. That you can just reference. But yeah. uh, what? Oh. <laughs>
1: that's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I am from there. <laughs> I am from the tri state area. I have been in each of the tri states.
2: <laughs> yeah. See, I'm actually in what's called the four states area. Uh, and our. And our quad is, state. It's called quad state. Yeah. Quad state. <laughs> quad state. It's actually called the four states uh, area. It's weird. And I don't know how we got that when clearly <laughs> the. Uh, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, and all those, you know, that New Mexico and that's the four that are like, they come to a perfect fucking intersection. Yeah, it's actually um, Breaking
0: Bad, speaking of which. Yeah,
2: and somehow me with Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas is the four-state area for us. Um, weird. Y'all want to know something funny? My area sure. is called the Arklitex because we're right like within this within an hour of being in Arkansas in Texas or in Louisiana so that's ark la tex Jesus Christ <laughs> these names <laughs> Shit what do hilarious. you want to
0: call this? I don't know, just mush them all together. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So for this one I'm pretty much done. I mean, I don't really know we kind of hit on everything that I wanted to talk about personally. Does mm-hmm. anybody, Brett? What about
2: you? Do you have anything else to really talk about with it? No, I'm good. I, I mean, I, I I still enjoyed it, but I think yeah, I very know, much I, I clearly it. grieve. You know, aired my grievances with the movie. Yeah. What about you, Chris?
1: No, I'm good. I don't have much more to say about this movie. I will say that I have seen it three times, so maybe that's part of my problem with it. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. neither not that i didn't not that i don't want to didn't want to watch it today but none of the times the last two times i've watched it i chose to watch the movie either so that's
2: part of where it's like i don't fucking want to watch this again three times in a row where you're doing it because of something else exactly (laughs) yeah like i really like this movie
0: a whole lot actually and talking about it there are obviously some things I would change as we mentioned but yeah, I don't know that it's one that I would consider rewatchable. You know, maybe in a few no. years I'll watch it again. But See, I as think- of right now, there are some that we finished, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck, I kind of want to watch that again already." So, like boy, Parasite, I've seen it homework. four times.
2: Do what? You have homework. Your homework What's that? is to go and find a and track down a version of the non extended. Watch it, and then tell me if you think it's and better. Report artwork. back.
0: Okay. (laughs) If it wasn't $15 on voodoo and the only digital codes that exist are extended, I would do it, but I'm not paying $15 for homework. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. So, well, I guess we'll go around one more time, Brett. How many stars
2: would you give this movie out of 700? Oh man. Out of 700, a firm zero. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) So out of our normal actual five-star rating, you know, I think I kind of landed a little more generous towards this movie. I was thinking about giving it a four, but I think the more that I, I'm glad that Chris kind of brought it up. And that's why I always mention that our scores naturally end up changing as we conversate about the movie. I think I've realized that this movie is a little weaker than I would have otherwise wanted. So I'm going to land at a three. I think that there's a lot of things that could have been done better and that there's a clear path forward for me to see this movie as a four or maybe even a five, but it's not what we got. And I am curious if the extended version made that better or worse.
0: Right. What about you, Chris? Out of five stars, how many do you give this movie?
1: Um, I give it uh, two and a half stars.
0: Okay, not bad. It's a firm middle ground. Sure. It's what, B-minus? (laughs)
1: yeah i guess
2: (laughs) um so originally actually do what huh it's failing in most states actually
0: yeah because it'd be like what is it a 50 it's a 50 bro (laughs) you know what it's late (laughs) (laughs) okay um so i originally gave this one a four and a half after i watched it and but I, I decided to add it to my five collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that I want to necessarily change it, but I think a four is more suitable. I don't know. After talking, I, th- I still think I need to think about it, honestly. Like, I'm not really sure yet. I think a solid four to four and a half is my rating. right?
2: So we're going to give it a commit 4. Blake 4.25
1: a 4.25 exactly. That's not committing. That's splitting the difference <laughs> <I'm not laughs> committing to
0: splitting yeah. right <laughs> now. I'm going to stick to four and a half because that's what I originally gave it. And despite some grievances with like some things that need to be there, which could like Brett said could be because of the extended version. Who knows? But, you know, I still think that I really fucking enjoy this movie.
2: Yeah, I almost gave it a three point five, but I really think that it needs to do a little more to deserve that. Like I still think it was worth watching, but like you said, I don't think I I don't see me rewatching this movie. Yeah, and I think that that somehow that that goes against this movie because it's not that it was so amazing that a second watch through can never live up to it. It's because it was not quite good enough to warrant a second watch through. You know, like for me, yeah.
0: Yeah, yes. I, I see myself rewatching it in a few years, which is you know that's not too bad. I guess um, yeah. if I plan to rewatch something at all, then I guess that's pretty good. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's Brett's turn to pick a movie this week.
1: It's my turn, bud. Chris, your turn. Pick a movie, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're done with Denzel week, right? Or month, right? Because yeah. we had the uh, thirty. Ooh.
2: Is that right?
1: Yeah, because the first episode of October would have been the 30, so it would have been the top 10, and then we had three more. So it would have been, this movie will come out, this will come out in November.
2: Okay, you sure you don't want to give him a full four weeks? A-
1: I honestly don't have very much that I want to watch from him anymore. Does anyone has some suggestions? <laughs> Did jail Month was all Chris's
2: idea. Now it's like, no, nah, it fuck. was absolutely not. <laughs> it was I said we, we could. We're happy to agree to it. I mean,
0: I
1: picked my movie. You <laughs> 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 next next week we're watching Trading Day. Um. <laughs> uh, no, I think next week we're going to go with a little bit of a light and a quick movie. Does that sound good with everybody? Up in the air. Yeah. Huh? Nothing. You want to watch? I'll, I'll pick up in the air. That wasn't what I was going to pick, but I'll pick it. To down to talk you. about it. I want to hear your All original. All right. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Okay. Okay, cool. I didn't want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Uh-uh. Uh, I'll go ahead and I've spoil heard. it. I've seen it. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I I'll, 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 boy, boy. it. I've seen it. It's very good. Don't spoil the movie right <laughs> the now.
1: The end of the movie is Brett watching Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic cries.
2: <laughs> well, he did spoil
1: it. What an asshole.
2: <laughs> oh, if only I could find a way to like hack into your Amazon and change the video <laughs> file to where the end of it's just edited to me watching the movie. That would be incredible. I would fucking
1: piss myself laughing. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, I guess unless you'd rather watch Up in the Air, we'll watch Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Sonic the Hedgehog sounds good.
1: All right. Then, yes, next week's episode, Sonic the Hedgehog, which I would imagine is not streaming anywhere because it is a new movie. I just don't have control of my wallet, so I own it on 4K (laughs) UHD. (laughs) Yep, yep. I just now have to decide if I want to watch it while the kids are
0: gone and I have more time or wait for the kids and watch it with him.
2: No, no, no! Make sure that we're watching the extended director's cut.
0: <laughs> four hours and eleven minutes.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Also, Sonic jumps See? Into the chipper. The fucked up thing is, there's a part of me that would absolutely watch a four and a half hour Sonic movie because I would need to know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How do they? What, use that? Yeah. What are you doing for four and a half hours with Sonic the Hedgehog? So look, if I'm being honest here. I would hope that in that situation they do like the the only redeeming part of the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Doom movie which was like uh, the ending the first ending person of the first yeah. person section which was yeah. like going to of the man. game I mean, no wrong. It wasn't the worst movie, but it also wasn't good. It's no, not, a not a good, good movie. I enjoy watching it though. It's yeah. Twilight level movie. Yeah, so five like
1: for me. But
2: <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of interesting to have them like do a dedicated like ten minute section of just following him running around and doing like a Green Hill Zone. Basically, that'd be yeah. Sweet.
1: You know, it would actually be fucking hilarious if it's a four hour Sonic movie, but it's the same Sonic movie except the first two and a half hours are him just spinning in a ball. <laughs> He ran a spin dash. Yeah, exactly. And then he spin dashes and it just starts the movie that we got. Just on a giant
0: long rug like in Scooby Doo and they start running, but the rug is there, so it just piles up on the side of the screen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Two hours of a rug a- on the side <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> So this is not a huge spoiler but the beginning of the movie the thing that kind of acts as the yeah. catalyst for everything is that there's a power outage and that would be what the big two hour long spin ball like you know the spin dash <laughs> prepared for it's just like he's spin dashed and then it creates just a sock wave that it creates it knocked all the power out <laughs> then we move on into the normal movie
1: that would actually be great
2: cool
0: all right well everybody thank you for joining us this week brett do you want to throw us
2: out the window with uh, patreon i'll throw us out the window with patreon remember that if you want to interact with us you can head over to social media and find us on twitter at matinee underscore midweek you can find us on instagram and facebook at midweek matinee where you can follow what we're doing uh, and of course just see when episodes are going live if you want to support the show with more than just your time which we are always so grateful for you can head over to patreon.com slash nartech and consider giving as little as a dollar per month to get episodes of the show early as well as other cool things if you're into gaming go check out my podcast triangle Square to playstation podcast if you haven't already heard of it uh, and you also get some cool stuff depending on what tier you go to with our patreon there so without further ado we always like to make sure that we shout out our patrons and yet again, I do not have the patrons pulled up. So, Chris, you're going to bro, see me. Jesus Christ, dude, three weeks in a row.
1: <laughs> so, Blake, what, Blake, what have you been playing this week?
0: Oh man, I've been playing a lot actually. I'll pull yeah. up my list real quick. I know I've been playing some Skyrim, some Skyrim. My achievements. You
2: didn't already Skyrim. have your list up, you fucking failure. <laughs>
0: I also played moving out for one minute because I got a one gamer score achievement point, and I almost shot myself in the head for that. So,
1: did you end up getting your gamer score out of the?
0: No, I have. Let me see. What do I have? Ninety-one thousand three hundred and seventy-seven.
1: That's legitimately <laughs> disgusting. Like I, I'm one of these people where like if I turn up the radio, it has to be on an even number, unless it's a five or a zero. I fuck with five or zero.
2: Me too. But, that is exactly me to a fucking okay. team. It,
1: ha- it has to be an even.
2: It's it, yeah, it's either, it's either two, four, six, or it's a five. Yeah, it's exactly yep. how I do it.
1: Exactly. It's, I don't understand people who are like, I'm going to put my fucking stereo on 17. Go somehow, and fuck yourself, you weirdo.
2: 21, 21. kill myself. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and the ironic part about that is
2: 21 is my lucky number. All right, real quick, let me shut these things off. Thanks to our patrons: Kyle Grimm, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan. Luke Mortellamay, Sean Sandrood Funk Turkey, Danny Villiobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popes, Kevin Baconbits, Joshua Lago, Eric McAllister, Shadowist, <laughs> Stephen Salazar, The Stoner, Travis Below, Stephen Swanland, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Chris Figs, Zach hey. Landis, Rude Days ninety three, Brian. Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Brandon Edwards, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, El Chabib, Jason Clendidding, Tyler B., and Richard Schaefer. And last but certainly not least, that fat fucking dab.
1: Hey!
2: (laughs) All I heard was mid-thing just... (sighs) Yeah, I was lost. I was like, <laughs> damn, someone's hitting a deep toke over there, goddamn. Hey.
1: You're G-Bong out. All right, so I can stop the recording,
2: yeah? Anyway, <laughs>